Hey guys, how are you doing? So Andor premiered, I think it was yesterday in LA where a whole bunch of content creators and people and news outlets got to go see the first two or three episodes, or two or three episodes of Andor in the theater altogether, which seems like it was really fun. So we have the first reactions actually out now so we can talk about it. And let's go ahead and check out what the article has to say. So first, Andor Reaction sees a new type of Star Wars show. And I guess people are going to Twitter or whatever it might be. And oh, damn, they got four episodes of Andor. Okay, well, Andor is the latest Star Wars show coming to Disney+, And it's set years before the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. In it, we'll meet Cassian Diego Luna at a more confusing time in his life. He's a man without a purpose, a man who knows what he wants, but not how to get it. And so, through a series of encounters, he'll find himself on a path to becoming the rebel leader who's perished victorious in the arms of Jordan Urso. The 12-episode first season of Andor begins next week on September 21st, so make sure you mark the date. Be there for the watch party. It's going to be Tuesday, September 20th at 11.30pm. We're going to start. So, might even start before that. We'll be playing some games and stuff like that, and we'll make it like a... Watch parties are back, baby! Full throttle. So the first, um, but members of the press were given access to the first four episodes for editorial purposes and the social media embargo on those reactions just lifted. Below, you'll see a lot of different reactions to the show, which at the very least seems like it will be very different from the mythology cameo heavy show fans have become used to. Whether or not people consider that a good thing remains to be seen. I love how they say cameo heavy shows, like that's all Star Wars fans want. It just... That is so not the case. We just... Anyways, let's move forward. Uh, this dude says, I've seen four episodes of Andor, and it's very different from the rest of modern Star Wars for better and worse. The first two episodes didn't grab me. Two matter of fact, two low stakes, but three to four paid them off incredibly well. Now I'm all in, but it takes time to sink in its hooks. So just like any show, I guess it takes a while. Probably why Lucasfilm decided to release three episodes all in one go because they figured that the first two episodes maybe were uh, a little bit too lackluster or just kind of you know setting up the story this person says the steady tension filled build of andor gets right down to a personal story of diaspora diego luna shines as a survivor of the fringes who finds himself instrumental to the start of the rebellion forged by the disenfranchisement of the empire like so many others ready to rise so obviously this is you know the time where andor is looking to rise and become the leader of the well not the leader so obviously this is a point in time in the empire where the empire is quite strong they've really changed the way the whole galaxy operates at this point you know in the bad batch we got to see a little bit of a you know transference of power and transference of metamorphosis of what things were like with the republic now in the galactic empire you know and uh i feel like this show is going to be full throttle we're going to see what the empire is like pretty much almost to full power like it was in episode four but this time it's going to be a little bit different in the sense that we see the rebels now starting to fight back in different factions and different groups. And we're going to see how that actually pans out. You know, what's Vader doing at this time? What's the Emperor doing at this time? Will we see Krennic? I hope so. Jordan Mason says, Star Wars Andor is very, very good. The production quality and acting is off the charts. Feels like a prestige drama within the galaxy far, far away. Definitely the most adult Star Wars story so far. With more subtle world building and slower burn story, it rules hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could say it's going to be the most, with seeing four episodes, it's going to be the most adult 
Star Wars story so far. I mean, um, I felt like Revenge of the Sith was quite adult uh, with everything that was going on. Um, I feel like all the movies were quite adult, I don't, you know, maybe except like the Ewoks for a little bit. But hey, you know what? Those were just little alien creatures that were roaming on that planet on Endor, Force Moon of Endor. So this is something that I keep reading with this show is that it is the most adult Star Wars story so far. I mean, like, it's like, I find it interesting how people can say that after just three or four episodes, you know, of I, I think episode three was very adult. I think it was a very dark film. It was a very serious film. And it, it had a lot of action. It had a lot of very pivotal moments that changed the fate of Star Wars and the galaxy forever. I think this Andor show could be what they're meaning by that, and I don't know because I haven't seen it, but I'm thinking that there isn't all that much joking around, which is nice, which is refreshing. It's not like a Taika Waititi project where every other line is a joke or a pun, and I'm down for that. You know, I, I think one of the things with the sequel trilogy I didn't like was that, especially with episode eight, among many things, was the fact that there were so many jokes you know, in the beginning, especially in the beginning of episode seven, it was like, are you going to talk? Are you going to talk? Am I going to talk? Like, it doesn't really instill so much uh, of a serious moment going on here, but perhaps that's what JJ was trying to portray. But who knows? Andor is absolutely beautiful. The writing, cinematography, music, and acting were phenomenal. There were even moments of hilarity, so it didn't feel like dread, the feeling of the Empire and location. Think Mandalorian levels, it was so good, the direction was just fire. Andor is unlike any other Star Wars story that we've ever seen before. Diego Luna is at the center of a stunning and dangerous world in turmoil. It's gritty, mature, and the most intelligent, well-informed story we've had to date. Tony Gilroy is a genius. Yeah, so I think Tony Gilroy is really talented when it comes to telling stories and making movies. I think Rogue One was really well done. It was paced really well. It looks dark and gritty, like the, the color scheme of the whole movie itself. And I think, you know, the dialogue was great. I, I don't think there was a moment really in Rogue One where I'm just like, oh, this is so boring. Like everything had a purpose. There wasn't like stupid dialogue. There wasn't stupid jokes in there. It was, if it was in the movie, it was meant to be there. And that's what I really liked. If you like Rogue One or all the ways it wasn't a typical Star Wars movie, then you'll probably like Andor for many of the same reasons. It's a slow burn character drama. Diego Luna is an excellent, and after the first four episodes, I'm excited to see where it goes next. Okay, so they essentially, they got to see the first quarter of the film. Uh, no, they got to see a third of the, the whole show. So, pretty much after episode four, it should start to really pick up. Andor is a dark and gritty, they really, they really like this word gritty, spy thriller that provides fans with a perspective of the Star Wars universe. The first four episodes are populated with rich and complex characters, like Andor and Bucks, and has resonating themes that reflect upon the world we live in today. It's so good. Okay, I'm not a big fan of the, the themes of the world we live in. I don't know. I mean, you know, when George created Star Wars, he created um, politics that were timeless. You know, little guys rebelling against a big uh, authoritative empire, right? That, that's timeless, you know? Um, so I'm curious to see how in-depth and how uh, resonating within the times today, the world we live in today, it will go into. But at the same time, uh, it's Tony Gilroy, so I don't think he's going to really deviate too much and throw a whole bunch of politics in there that are uh, taking you out of the galaxy of Star Wars and into the world of today. But we'll see. Andor is that Star Wars show, a deliberately paced, layered spy story. So here again with spy story. So I guess Diego Luna Andor is buying on the empire and this is how he actually perhaps got in the empire was how we uh how we learned 
in that little snippet that we got, the seven minute one, the five minute one, where he's like, they're so fat and satisfied, the Empire is. So he just like put on a suit and he just walked in. It's more focused on character exploration than any hasty action sequence. It might be too different for some, but I'm loving the change of pace, tone and feel. It's unlike anything I've seen in Star Wars. So from the reviews so far, it seems like it's gonna be the like the new Batman movie almost, but for Star Wars. I've seen the first three episodes of Andor, and I say this with the utmost conviction, this is going to be the show that gets me back into Star Wars. Andor introduces new, memorable characters, plus an intriguing arc for Andor, and it actually has something to say. Episode 3 is spectacular. I watched Andor's first four episodes weeks ago, but it's been burned into my brain. The first two episodes are slow, to the point where I questioned if I felt like Star Wars. Then the third episode blew my mind, and I was hooked for the for the fourth. Okay, well I guess we're, when we do the watch parties, we gotta we gotta keep our comments for the first two episodes until we see the third, and then we're gonna be like, ah, all right, maybe who knows? Maybe the first two will be great. Cassie and Andor is a very very different kind of Star Wars protagonist, shifty, a con artist, a liar, and it makes the show all the better. Diego Luna and Stellan Skarsgård just pop whenever they're on screen together. I do like Stellan. I think he's a really great actor. So, you know, and, and the scene we saw of them together seemed like they had great chemistry there. So, eh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now that the Andor social embargo is lifted, I can say that it's easily the most cinematic of the Star Wars shows so far. The first three episodes should have been presented as a 190-minute episode. Okay, so, hey, okay, there we go. Hour and a half long, which really isn't much for three episodes. You know, the first episode of The Bad Batch was like an hour and ten minutes or something. The breaks between are very random, but it's a great episode. Okay, so it seems like there's a general consensus that the first two were kind of slow, and then the third one picks up, and then in between, you have some moments of perhaps not so much comedy, but just a little bit more like chillaxed. Andor feels like Star Wars is the best in the best ways and like something completely different in the best ways too. Now keep in mind, all these people have different ideology, different ideas and um, thoughts on what the best way of Star Wars is. So what their, what their best isn't going to be our best or vice versa. Who knows? Maybe it is. Completely different in the best ways too. It's rare for such a well-known franchise to manage something that feels brand new, but I think the show pulls it off. It's rare for such a well-known franchise to manage something that feels brand new. I think that's very easy to do. You just need to tell different stories and have different worlds, which was actually one of George's main complaints was episode seven, was that everything felt the same. And that was the thing that he had established in each of his episodes was that there were new worlds. Everything felt different. It didn't all feel like the same. I've seen the first four episodes of Andor and it's probably the most mature and nuanced. There's that mature again project made so far. Smartly written, beautifully shot, and confidently acted. It oozes retrofuturism of the late 70s and rocks a wonderfully experimental score from Nicholas Brittell. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, seems like it's almost like if like from that review it seems like it's kind of like Blade Runner tonally visually sonically if I didn't know Andor was a Star Wars show I would have thought it was a completely new adult sci-fi drama that's a good thing maybe a great thing that pays off on the promise of allowing other creators to play in the sandbox promising start created by Tony Gilroy Andor stars Genevieve O'Reilly Stellan Skarsgård Adria Arjona Denise Goh 
Al Solar and Fiona Shaw. The 12 episode first season debuts September 21st with three episodes and continues for the first nine weeks after. Season two, which will be also 12 episodes, has already been greenlit and will begin filming soon. It'll tell four stories over three episodes apiece, leading right up to the events of Rogue One. A release date has not yet been determined. Uh, yeah, so that's neat. You know, the next season is going to take place several years later and that's going to be pretty cool so i mean overall it seems like the consensus is great but then again you know i you don't know who any of these people are maybe they're just you know like yay i got, I got to see it early and you know i'm super happy so i i never trust reviews anymore you know in the beginning i would always trust reviews and be like this is 100 but how many times have i read reviews and i'm just like eh, whatever but anyways it seems like these people enjoyed it they got to uh check out the first three to four episodes early several weeks in advance to get their reviews out, to get their videos going, and uh, to get their thoughts, I guess, on Andor going forwards. And it really helps content creation. I'm excited to experience it for the first time with you guys. That for me is gonna be really important. And I'm excited to see what this story, this new show has to offer. I mean, it, I haven't heard anything bad yet. I haven't heard like, you know, except for that like one review guy here who said it was uh, the first two episodes were very slow, but the third one really made up for it and had him hooked, so. Hey, whatever it is, we're going to go through it together. And I'm looking forward to seeing where the show takes us in the Star Wars galaxy. You know, how is it going to evolve the story that George Lucas created? How is it going to take us into Rogue One? And how is it going to explain more of the creation of the Death Star and perhaps even incorporate some elements of the Catalyst novel itself? Are we going to see Tarkin? Are we going to see Krennic? Are we going to see Vader and the Emperor? and some other characters that we love. Maybe, maybe we don't need to see them. Maybe it's all about something else. So anyways, I love the fact that we're gonna be able to get to see more of the empire and the internal sector of it and how, you know, Andor gets in there and kind of just uh, sneaks his way in like a Metal Gear Solid kind of thing. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Thanks for watching this review. Uh, my, re my review of People's Review, we got to see it early and I'll see you in the next video. And of course, I'll see you on Tuesday night where we will do the actual watch party. Is it Tuesday night? It is Tuesday night, right? Yes. Okay, well, see you then. Until the next episode, remember, the Force will be with you always.